2, Multiverse with Q, your guide of the comic book multiverse, now in podcast form. Once again, I am back with Shannon from Strucci Movies as we are discussing a uh, another superhero movie that came out. What did we see this week, unfortunately? <laughs> we just saw Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> it was a movie? It, it definitely was a movie. Uh, it was uh, recorded, audio and visual, so I mean it. Uh, well, it has uh, those requirements. It was written and directed by David Ayer. I, I haven't seen any of his other movies. I don't believe. I don't think I have. Ugh. Um, I will say I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Batman vs Superman. Yeah, this this movie actually had bright spots to it. <laughs> I laughed was, a couple times. I I wasn't sure if it was because I had stayed up really late the night before and then got up early, but mm-hmm. at least at a few of the musical cues and at the uh, final battle, I, I teared up a bit. Because, I mean, there, the movie actually had some very talented actors who acted well, but... Uh, Spoilers for those of you who care about what <laughs> happens in the movie. You really shouldn't. Are... This it's not a, a. There aren't a lot of surprises in this plot. There aren't any surprises. Ye- I wouldn't say I was well, shocked no, or really like whoa at anything that happened. Yeah, well, the one surprise that I would say is that. Wait, no, I guess I wouldn't be surprised by how many like weird pacing choices that the movie made. <laughs> Um, something I learned, because um, Tony Joe was talking about it on Twitter, was that the trailer house that like did their trailer helped recut the movie, which I think is like unheard of. Um, and I think that just added to all the pacing problems and all the disjointed visuals and stuff. And I think without the David Ayer being on board, the trailer house like helped. I don't know if it was just them doing After Effects stuff, because there's a lot of yeah. that, a lot of like Hot Topic Tumblr looking. Um, or I don't if if they like if they helped with color correction, or if they actually helped edit a well, movie. Like I, except for the like battle scenes, which were done horribly because you don't make. Uh, well, I guess we should probably give a short summary. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad is called in because one of their team members goes off and tries like summon a demon, and also the Joker is trying to get back Harley Quinn and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, the evil demon guy is able to turn the soldiers uh, that are also trying to do this rescue mission into demonic soldiers. And they're just, like, black, bulbous dudes. They look pretty cool. I like their design. They're freaky looking. I wish they were not black. Because it's a movie shot at night. (laughs) And it's like, oh, you're shooting at people who look like they're covered in tar. Mm -hmm. And, like... Make them glowing green or, like, blue or yellow or something. Like, make a better visual for it. This movie's all about the visuals, and at times it really works, and at times it does not. Yeah, I think the projection I saw was kind of dark, too, at the theater. So, I mean, I huh. could I could tell what was going on, but sometimes it was like I couldn't really... I was just like, ah. Um, and, yeah, you think about, like, Dread. Dread had a very distinct visual style that um, I liked a lot. Especially oh, in the yeah. movie when they use the drugs and stuff. Like, that was a very colorful, you know. And this movie just sort of tries that. 
Uh... Yeah. Well, how did he feel about the first 30 minutes? Because, like, the first 30 minutes are sort of a backstory where they're getting together, the team. You're getting introduced to all of them except for, unsurprisingly, the one member who dies early on. <laughs> I was like, Which, who is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Because you can see when they're doing the, uh, like, rundown of all the members of the team. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh... Yeah, we've got the, all these people, and then you like see six members of the team. And it's like, wait, who's that last person? Yeah. We we didn't get a uh, song moment, and then uh, James Leask, who he's on a lot of the role playing game episodes, had like mentioned before that he hoped that the character's name, uh, the guy is a uh, Slipshot or Slipknot, would be a bigger part in the movie, mm-hmm. and he was not because yeah. he just gets uh, he off. he punches a woman. Because that's funny, and he dies. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Lots of yeah. women punch. Lots of. Oh, can we talk about the thing with Batman that drove me crazy? That's towards the beginning of the movie. Um, sure. I think a lot of people didn't necessarily read it this way, uh, but I did. The part where Batman saves Harley Quinn from the car underwater. Mm-hmm. Then he just like he doesn't immediately try to save her or whatever. He drags her all the way back to the Batmobile, throws her on it, and he I guess is supposed to be giving her CPR, but it looks like he's making out with her with this like passed out woman. And it's really yeah. weird. It's really uncomfortable. I really because didn't like that. Don't they also do like the heart resuscitation scene later on where it's only the heart compressions or am I thinking of something else that I've watched? Yeah, yeah, later on the yeah. brother, the witch brother they're trying to, the guy's trying to save him, but it's two dudes. I don't yeah. think he did, like, mouth-to-mouth on him. Uh, which is, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That just further makes it rapey and weird that Batman is, like, in, like, there's a, the scene where he's resuscitating Harley Quinn is sexualized. I liked Harley Quinn, and I did I don't mind her character being sexualized, because that's just, like, part, you know, part of the character. Well. Um, but my, him making out with a passed-out woman. Well, my bigger problem with the uh, sexualization of Harley Quinn is that, like, Normally, the Joker is this non-sexual character in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, they have a really weird relationship. But at the same time, like, she does not reciprocate, or he does not reciprocate her. And here they're, like, making out and he's essentially pimping her out in scenes. Yeah, yeah that's weird, too. Uh... How did you feel about the Joker? <laughs> Jared Leto sucks. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite. Will Smith is amazing. I really like Will Smith. I really like the actress who played Harley Quinn. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, Jared Leto is just bad. Well, I I thought that uh, Jay Hernandez, who was Diablo, did a really good job as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know him from the comics. I didn't like that character that much, but he did a good job. I thought he did a good job acting, and like I wasn't sure if it was I'm low on sleep or. <laughs> What? But, like, I, I was tearing up when he was giving his backstory. It's like, oh, what, what, why, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would have been so much happier without Jared Leto in the movie. Mm, or, a like, a, yeah, <clears throat> and all that build-up where it's like, he's sending people dead pigs and shit like that, <laughs> and he's in for, like, less than ten minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Which I heard was a selling point for some people. I mean, he really was not very important to the plot. Like, can you imagine watching this without, like, if this were a standalone movie, without all the broader stuff? It would be like, why does this guy keep coming back up? He's not important. 
Mm-hmm. What does he have to do? Because the whole, I mean, the main story, it's about Harley Quinn, like, her emotional life, and, like, Will Smith's character, Deadshot, he wants to get back to his family, and sort of the army guy with the witch, but that's not really developed as much. But that's, like, the emotional core of the movie. Yeah. And the Joker, I mean, you, you feel kind of sorry for her with this relationship, but it's not really important. Because mm-hmm. the Joker will come in and then leave, and then come in and then leave, and then come in. And it's just like, this is so, this is stupid. Her emotions do not matter in the movie. No, not narratively. Uh, I I did like, uh, some of the music cues are really stupid. One I did like is where uh, Deadshot gets all the guns at the prison and Black Skinhead mm. starts playing. I thought that was really cool. I honestly like a lot of the music and I think without... Uh, if they had to use like songs that were not like actual hits, mm-hmm. it would have not worked as well as it did. Like it has a fantastic soundtrack, but I I thought when they the one that totally took me out of it is when they were suiting up and an Eminem song starts playing, and I oh, like yeah. Eminem a lot. But that is the most, like, try-hard, like, early 2000. You know, like, oh, we're going to be cool, we're going to, you know. And, it, and well, it's, this it's, is try-hard, early 2000s, the movie. <laughs> it is, and it's, like, all the lessons from Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy, they just took the wrong, you know, they're just trying, because all the music cues from Guardians, and the the thing that Deadpool did right is it didn't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was goofy. I, I know a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it, um, and I thought it was funny and stuff. And then this movie takes itself way more seriously and just kind of fails. Also because it's PG-13, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to be, like, really edgy and really blah, but we can't show blood or say the F word. You know, it's... Well, and Ayer apparently wants to uh, make the sequel R-rated, but it's like, no, you you should not get more tools if you can't (laughs) use these ones you get initially. Yeah. I mean, there's been so much great... You know, DC stuff that was, like, PG. You can do, you can tell really, like, you know, like Batman the Animated Series. You can tell really serious stories um, and do a really good job. And you don't need gore and violence and stuff. But if you're like, oh, we're really, really, oh, we're going to push the boundaries. We're going to be real edgy. And it's just a movie with, like, a blue space laser. It's just another, you know. It's the Fantastic Four Doctor Doom machine. Yeah. Coming back up again. It's, it's just... It's an evil storm cloud. Because, you know, you gotta have an evil storm cloud. Yeah, like, what? And then, and if, if, I don't know if Civil War will change stuff that much, but in a post-Civil War movie landscape, which that was a much more, like, intimate, interpersonal conflict, which I thought was a lot more interesting, to go back to the blue space laser in a movie that's supposed to be something different is just like, ah, I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think, and and also, uh, it, it and this is something I've been arguing with people about a little bit. It did kind of bug me. It's like, oh, the Japanese lady is very honorable, and she fights with a sword and only speaks in Japanese. And the Latino dude is a gangbanger, and the you know, like so. Oh yeah. And I was talking to my cousin about that, and she was like, Shannon, the Australian dude fights with a boomerang, and I was like, you're right. I wouldn't call that's not like necessarily racist, but that is. That's just a stereotype. The character is just a stereotype. And the, the thing is that Will Smith is so great, he is mm-hmm. not a stereotype. Um, well, yeah. Well, and then uh, Killer Croc just wants BET at the end. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess he's black because he wants BET. And, uh, yeah, and 
And like I said, yeah, a lot of... Like, I like it in, when women are in fight scenes, and it's, like, a real fight scene. I kind of like that about Harley Quinn. I feel like her fight scenes had more... Um, they were more visceral than Black Widow's are, whereas Black Widow is just, like, choking dudes out with their thighs or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. But... So, like, women being punched in that context is fine, but then just, like... There were at least a couple scenes in this movie where it was someone, like, knocked a woman out, and it was, like, it's supposed to be funny. I don't know. People just punch it. I was just like, That's, this is, like, a weird, gleeful, misogyny kind of thing. That, yeah, uh, yeah. Off. Well, and then, like, every shot of Harley Quinn is sexualized. Yeah. I... I, li- I liked her. I, you know, I... She didn't... Uh, apart from Batman taking advantage of her when he's supposed to be a good guy, uh, I wasn't very upset about her. Um, no, I thought she was a fine actress. I'm, I'm yeah. not necessarily down with the... Her having an actual sexual relationship with the Joker. Yeah, that's weird. And, like... Her being used as chattel, more or less, in scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene where, like, Common shows up for no real reason. He's <laughs> another... Like... Uh... The movie raises a lot of questions and then refuses to answer them. Or, like, even be aware that it should. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it, but, like... I want to say, like, at least they tried. I was not, I was not bored. Um, I, I will say that. It was, it was stupid, and I got so annoyed. Uh, I was bored during Batman vs. Superman. I wanted to leave. Hmm. This movie, I was entertained. I, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it, it would be a good movie to see, like, when you're flipping through for, like, maybe the first 30 minutes, and then, mm-hmm. like, one or two scenes otherwise. Is that like that's the... just mean and tedious. Yep. It, it, but it really, yeah, it it really is. It doesn't go all the way the way, like, something like Dread did. It's just, like, a teenager's idea of what is cool and edgy. Or what a teenager, like, ten years ago would have thought of cool, as cool and edgy. And it's like, that's not really excusable mm-hmm. when you have this much money. And when you have really good actors at your disposal. Will Smith was, like, yeah. in a real movie. Trapped among cartoon, like, racist cartoon characters. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Mm-hmm. I, at least it did, well, yeah, my, my bigger problems are still the storytelling that they did and mm-hmm. how much like, a lot of the stuff just did not flow, because it's, it's like, oh, well, we need to assemble this team, and, okay, yeah, I'm within, then it's like, oh, well, this character is going off the reservation, it's like, why would you introduce them as a member of the team, and make this whole big deal about how you can control her, like, I understand that you're going to take away the control that they have over her, which was also a really, really weird thing. <laughs> but it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, now, like, apparently there's no double or, like, triple standards for controlling. Uh, Enchantress is the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda Waller, who, she was also very good in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, Viola Davis. Amanda Waller has her heart in the box, and if she disobeys, Amanda Waller will kill her using the heart. And uh, explaining for people who are making the smart decision <laughs> to not see the movie. Um, but yeah, it's like, oh, well, Amanda Waller always has this box with her. 
And also, she's apparently got her brother, who's also a spirit or whatever, and it's like in three seconds, or in less than a minute, the entire plan falls apart. There's like no redundancies for this shit at all. There was no protection on her brother's statue. Yeah. Was just and sitting her, on the shelf. And her brother, like, that design was weirdly like, oh, let's put Kratos from God of War <laughs> with the destroyer from the thirst from the first Thor movie and he'll randomly have the face of a black guy. <laughs> hey. I I like some of the visuals. Like when, I don't know if it was at the introduction of the Enchantress, where, but it's like where the archaeologist hand and then her like darker hand comes out from under it. There, oh, they, yeah, like, that was... That stuff was really cool. Yeah, and like her backstory scenes, it felt mm-hmm. like uh, The Descent or one of those movies. Yeah, with all the skulls and stuff. But yeah, the yeah. production design as far as like the practical effects in this movie, like the, the scenes where like it looks like a car's been melted, and so that stuff looked... And like there are scenes where like bodies are like melded with the poles or whatever in the inside of a building all that stuff looked really good yeah like it it does do a lot of stuff really well and then (laughs) it just goes and makes some very poor choices yeah there's the production design's a lot more involved than deadpool's was but deadpool's Mm -hmm. still a more enjoyable movie oh yeah (laughs) because deadpool was actually well written i think if someone else had done the script Mm mm-hmm like a uh, like, Ayer has some very fun visual ideas, but he cannot write for shit, or at least he can't juggle all of these team members. And yeah, do you think this is going to change anyone's mind on the DC animated or on the DC cinematic universe? Uh, no. I mean, I don't know. People like what they like, and if they were, if this is the kind of thing they really enjoy, or if they were dead set to, like, I'm gonna really like this movie, I like to, you know, then it's not gonna dissuade them, but I don't think any, like, okay, I I made that tweet about how uh, film critics do not care about whether a movie is Marvel or DC, and I got so many angry people in my mentions I'm I'm sorry. It's just fine. I, I don't like I, I don't want to like draw attention to it. And it wasn't like oh I was harassed and I was upset. But just saying that upset people. And what I was saying was the truth. It's just like a professional film critic doesn't go into a movie like I'm gonna like this or I'm gonna hate that. They don't care. That probably they're probably like elitist and they think comic book movies are beneath them anyway. You know, um, I think it's very it's a silly tribalistic mentality to think that a professional critic is severely biased you know what oh, I mean, you're I'm... a silly tribalistic mentality <laughs> well oh man i people were so mad that i said i didn't expect people to be angry with me um and i just muted all of them and ignored them um so i don't i mean maybe if there are other suicide squad movies that tie into this and like do a good job and stuff because bat what's batman being in this just felt so out of place it's not a cohesive universe. Like Guardians and like Civil War have like dif- are different tonally, but you mm-hmm. can see the characters crossing over. But Bat Batfleck, for his five minutes of screen time, I was just like, "What are you doing here?" Well, and like Ezra Miller showing up for like two seconds of the Flash being there. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, because you're like his villain in the comics and everything, but it added nothing to 
the movie. It, it wasn't as bad as the scene in Batman vs. Superman where she loads up the computer and just watches. Yeah. Like a minute each of, you know. Uh, but it's still, it's not, there's no cohesion uh, visually or tonally between the movies and like, ah, uh, well, and, like, even the idea of cohesion isn't necessary. It... My biggest problems with this are just writing-wise and... Mm-hmm. And the pacing, editing is awful. Yeah. Well, like, like, if they had a better story, I think it would have covered up a lot of the issues because I could see a lot of people, if the story was not dragging on it feels less like a superhero movie and more like a war movie in a bad way yeah with all the soldiers around there but it's it's like the pacing choices with the actual writing were the biggest thing it didn't really follow a structure at all and yeah movies (laughs) um uh it what, it's one of those things where the most frustrating part is there was a good movie that could have happened like waiting to get out, um, if because like you could have kept the same actors and the same costume design and most of the same oh, yeah. soundtrack and stuff and you could someone could have done a lot better. Yeah, I I am with you there. <laughs> it, it's. Uh... <sighs> They were all dressed up and they ended up going to a shitty McDonald's. Not even like a good one where like, you know, the people actually care about their job because Mm -hmm. it's mostly people who actually work there for a living. But instead it's, (sighs) instead it's like the really bad McDonald's that's filled by teens who only work there during the summer. (laughs) And they don't care. Yep. But then you have, but then there are people in the street screaming at you that you're biased against McDonald's, and because you're a Burger King shell. <laughs> that's that's the. Well, yeah, but this Burger King, or but uh, this McDonald's, sort of spit in my food, and <laughs> when I ordered a uh, Whopper, it gave me chicken patties on it instead. <laughs> and, and they're like neon all... green. Yeah. Yeah. And it was also served on a bed of lettuce for no reason. <laughs> With like a, a cut off pig's head. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Happy Meal toy is just a scribbled note that says, maybe man is the real monster. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I... I'm going to be really interested to see... How Doctor Strange turns out, because that's the next movie on the docket. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that may be the point where the Marvel House style becomes so rote and boring mm-hmm. that it's going to sort of fall apart. Um, I was watching the trailer for it before Suicide Squad, and I was like, "Hey!" And then it was like, "Oh yeah, Tilda Swinton, the controversy that was. That's weird. That's bad." But I love Mads Mikkelsen to death. I didn't realize mm-hmm. he was in it. He is one of my favorite actors, in the, so I'll see it for Mads. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they actually... Because they, they waste... Like, Oscar Isaac was kind of wasted in Apocalypse. Um, they waste these really, really good, really intimidating actors 
and villains that are just covered in makeup and don't do a lot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. So hopefully. Um, yeah, I'm, I just haven't seen anything with Doctor Strange that makes me excited about it. Mm-hmm. I just would, Doc Hammer would have done a great Doctor Strange movie. They always wanted to. Or I know uh, the Pixar people had wanted to do oh. one with, like, Lassiter and stuff. Like, oh, man. And then, like, bringing the Pixar people in to, like, make all the magic stuff. Oh, that would look so good, and that would be so fun. But we're yeah. going to... It's It looks... Um, I mean, you never know until you see the movie because marketing, it, but it really just looks like another Marvel movie. It doesn't look like Guardians to me is a standout movie. Some of the Captain America movies really stand out and this just sort of looks like uh, just another one. It looks one. like, yeah, like Ant-Man was the funny one. This is supposed to bring in magic and yeah. I like the Wi-Fi joke in the trailer. That was cute. That oh was yeah, cute. that was that was solid. Yeah, I had missed uh, seeing the trailer on the big screen. I ended up going to the like movie theater that is a five-minute walk away from my house instead mm-hmm. of the one that I now have to drive like 25 minutes to oh, where I see movies for free. Yeah, well, I may still go there this weekend because they're showing heavy metal in 35mm. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. How old must that print be? Or I guess, do they have like a newer print? Uh, I do not know. They've gotten pretty good prints like the one for jaws that they had wasn't fantastic but like they've generally found really good prints for what they're showing mm-hmm. but it was uh yeah i realized when i got to the movie theater like 15 minutes before i had left my theater the other day at buca de Beppo. <laughs> so i had to drive over to the buca de Beppo and pick up my credit card so i could get the movie tickets so I like came in during it is is Samuel L. Jackson's main job right now looking at things that are larger than they're supposed to be or like traveling out to jungles and just remarking <laughs> I guess so because like there's also a uh, Tarzan where he pretty much did the same thing mm-hmm. maybe it's just like mistaken belief that if you have a uh, the guy who brought the Avengers together, you can set up your own universes that way. Because <laughs> I think that King Kong film is supposed to like lead into a King Kong-Godzilla crossover. Ugh, whatever. I, I mean, I'll see universe. anything if it's uh, if it's good or if it's like interesting or has something new, but a lot of this stuff... I When we were watching all the trailers, I was like, oh, this trailer is entertaining. And I was like, wait, is this a Guy Ritchie movie? And then it was like, from Guy Ritchie. I was like, yeah. It's, I like Guy Ritchie, but it's kind of sad when the only trailer that was remotely fun or kept my attention was a Guy Ritchie. Are you not excited about Triple X, the, re- the return of Xander Cage? No. <laughs> what was the uh, Guy Ritchie movie? Uh, King Arthur or something. It's the guy, Charlie Hunnam, I think, the guy from Pacific Rim. It looked like him. Oh, it's like I, a King I'm Arthur just... movie. Huh. Uh, I like, I'll, I'll watch anything Guy Ritchie does. I don't like love him. But he does something, it's something, he has, you know, he's an auteur, he has his own mark on stuff, it's not just a Cycled Out Studio product. I don't have yeah, to he, love him to, uh, like that. He had done the, uh, yeah, the Sherlock Holmes movies, and then The yeah. Man from Uncle. Did you see Man from Uncle? I wanted to, I didn't. I wanted uh, to see it. It, it was a, uh, interesting film. <laughs> 
my my biggest like thing I'd say about it is I liked it a lot more the second time I watched it when I wasn't really focusing on watching it. Mm-hmm. Like it did not. It has a lot of good scenes, but it was very wide and loaded. I like. I haven't seen Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, but I've seen Rock and Rolla and uh, what's the other one that starts with an S? I can't remember. His like Snatch. yes, Snatch. Um, and I like those. Well, and the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, those are all right. I'm like, I don't know. We're, we're not talking at all about Suicide Squad anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we have given it all of the attention that it deserves. And Let's talk about better things. Let's talk about Guy Ritchie in detail. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I've been watching, or well, I finished watching Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, which is a really good show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's like a subversive female odd couple comedy with uh what's her name who played jessica jones in the netflix show i'm blanking on her name mm-hmm. i know who you're talking about but yeah and it's also got eric andre in it yeah my boy and uh james vanderbeek playing himself <laughs> and uh they just had the scene where james vanderbeek was in the most stereotypical guy richie movie with, <laughs> like this horrible british accent and it was fantastic <laughs> like brad pitt and snatch Yes. <laughs> is, uh, I forget, is Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels the one with the guy? That's no, the one no. I haven't seen. I think that was his first yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, it was not the uh, one I was thinking of where the guy shoots the, uh, or where the guy kills the other guy with a carrot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I get them mixed up. Um, Dude kills guy with <laughs> I just carrot. know Rock and Roll is the one that has Super Hans in it. Oh, uh, that was Shoot Him Up. Oh, shoot No, God! No, shoot 'em up isn't Guy Ritchie. Yeah, no, but it's it's I. Oh, the one you're talking about. Okay, sorry, I thought you were correcting me about Super Hans. I was like, no, I know where Super Hans is. Um, okay, shoot. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen Shoot 'em Up. Uh, I have it on. I have that and Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels on DVD somewhere, but I haven't ever watched them. I uh, I uh, I also have like like that's how I ended up with Shoot 'em Up. Mm-hmm. I had bought it on DVD at like Blockbuster. And yeah, for like two dollars. Like, exactly. Back when that was still a thing you could do. Mm-hmm. I've also got a copy of Milk that I've never seen. And Same. a copy of the Aristocrats. <laughs> oh, the cartoon, the, oh, no, not Aristocats, but Aristocrats is in, Yeah, the, like, the documentary. Joke? Oh, cool. I got, yeah. when Movie Stop went out of business down here, I got a bunch of Blu-rays for, like, $3 each, and I still haven't watched a bunch of them. But it was like, we need to talk about Kevin, Mud, um, Place Beyond the Pines, and a couple others that I still haven't, um watched but i have them and i should watch them <laughs> yeah there there's a lot of good stuff to see and somehow i keep dragging you to see these movies when when it finished i, I saw it with my cousin when the movie was over she was like we should have seen star trek we should have gone oh. and seen star trek yeah that new star trek movie i saw it twice opening weekend once it was like thursday night with Devin, and then the other was mm-hmm. with my family and like, that new Star Trek is fantastic. I'm trying to get my mom to come see it. I don't know it if is, she will. Because she, we, we bond, we both like the original series a lot. And I'm like, this, it's better than the other one. Oh, yeah, it feels a lot more like the older stuff, but with, like, more action to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ultimately a message of hope and coming together and not weird 9-11 conspiracy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Well, uh, 
Yeah, that has been us talking about Suicide Squad and then other stuff that we enjoy <laughs> a lot more. It's a lot more interesting. Everyone's going to forget Suicide Squad. It's not going to be something people talk about. No, no. Years. No one's going to care about it. No, see, I saw too many Suicide Squad t-shirts the last weekend and, like, too mm. many Suicide Squad-style Harley Quinns to mm. be able to believe that. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to be at Dragon Con in a few weeks. Excited yeah, for all the, the the Jared Leto Jokers and the new Harley Quinns and all the Undertale cosplay. Are you dissing on the Undertale? No, I love Undertale. I'm actually excited about Undertale cosplay. I was going to do a Lazy Sands. I might not do it. I'm going to do... I am going to dress up as Chilton from Hannibal. Um, I'm going to do a really elaborate costume for that. And I'm oh, actually gonna. I'm, I can self promote now. I'm gonna be on panels at Dragon Con, and I've been debating on asking the dude running the panels if it's weird if I'm cosplaying while I'm on them because of the timing. <laughs> <laughs> like, can I have like blood on me? Like, is it weird? If we're talking about cult movies and horror and Hammer Hark, is it acceptable? I hope so. Well, you might say it would be a way to hammer home the point. Ah. Also, I need to watch a lot of Hammer horror films in the next month. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, so where can people find you online? You can find me at Plenty of Alcoves on Twitter, also at Strucci Movies on Twitter, that's S-T-R-U-C-C-I. And if you go on YouTube and you type in So You Want to Be a Film Nerd, you'll see my web series on film culture and history. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking about the uh, podcast. If you enjoy more superhero stuff, uh, we... Normally do a podcast, Multiversal Q, that talks about alternate universes and comic books. We have a big special coming up on the House of M event, which is weird. And we also have a role-playing game episode coming up, which, Shannon, you were unfortunately not able to make it. No, I because think my, have, uh... one of my relatives was in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A little bit uh, overwhelmed with stuff. Yeah, I, I can understand that, and... It, it may have been better. Uh, a lot of people got killed. <laughs> it, it it was uh, the weirdest one that we've had in a while. And that includes the one where uh, Professor X's son tried to have sex with his father. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, the one where... You guys essentially fought uh, apocalyptic versions of the three wise men in a nativity story. So, mm -hmm. I remember that one. Yeah, uh, you can find Multiverse Q at multiverseq.com. Uh, we also have Facebook, Twitter, MZ, and a bunch of other social networks. If you enjoy the podcast at all, you can give us money on Patreon. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. And I have my own comic book. That has superheroes in it who are dysfunctional, but it's better than Suicide Squad. And they <laughs> fight dragons instead of weird blob men who sort of look like the eye monster from uh, that one episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> That's what I watched yesterday when I worked from home. Uh, yeah, so thank you again. And no problem. Remember, Suicide Squad is forever. <laughs> this one's for Hank. Hey.